And so I would, I would, instead of focusing on job listings, on job boards, I would focus on finding the companies that hire from anywhere or at least hire remotely and then go to their actual boards and look through what they have available. Let's go. I love that. All right, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Today, we have a very nice guest with beautiful hair, but if you're just listening to the episode, you can't see it. (laughs) Welcome, Jordan, to our podcast. Again, it's the second time that you're on. How amazing is that? (laughs) I must have done really good the first time if I'm coming back around. That's pretty cool. I really loved our episode the first time. It was not anything that we're going to talk about today, but it was about dating and um, it it was really interesting. It was a very funny episode, but today we're going to, it's also going to be a fun episode, but we're going to talk about your job and we're going to talk about what you do and how it works. So everyone who is listening to this episode right now, if you're looking for a job, if you're thinking about like going remote with your job and you have a million questions, you should definitely sit in. Um, because today that's what we're going to talk about because Jordan is a remote job coach and I have no clue what it is. So, um, <laughs> so I, you know, when picking that domain, I thought it was going to be obvious. I, I guess maybe not <laughs> like remote job coach. Like that is a thing that I kind of came up with, like, and I was like, okay, I'm the remote job coach because I felt like it said enough about what I did to where people would be like, oh, I'm looking for a remote job and I'm looking for a career coach. That's what I'm looking for. So it's basically, I'm a career coach that focuses on remote jobs. That's that's it. If you haven't had any experience with career coaches, then maybe let's rewind and talk a little bit about what this- Let's do that. Yeah, so, because I have never had a career coach either. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So that, that, have, you had a, have you had a coach in any part aspect of your life? Yeah, I did actually, but it was a bit more mentorship. But yeah, I had like guidance, definitely. Okay. Okay. So so here, here's the way that I see it is the career process, finding a job, applying, interviewing, displaying your skills for the world to see, articulating yourself with value. All these things are things that we are not taught in school. So what happens is you have people who arguably the most important thing in their life, their career, which usually takes up. Uh, about a third of your life and is the revenue or the income that you make. That's a pretty important thing that we just never learn how to really do, how to search for, how to uh, like apply, apply resumes, all that stuff, right? So my slant and my angle when I first started being the remote job coach was like, okay, I'm seeing that there's a lot of career coaches out there that are focusing on helping people find jobs, but I'm not really seeing that many people who are focused on remote. I've been remote since 2013 in some capacity. Now it wasn't always fully remote. Sometimes I'd have to go to customer sites. Uh, and then as I, as I grew into my career and worked for other companies, I worked for a fortune 50 company remote. I worked for small startups remote or for a mid-sized travel company remote first remote. And I worked for my own businesses remote. So I got, I started getting like all these really crazy insights to like, Oh, That's what it's like to be remote at a Fortune 50 company with 400,000 people. That's what it's like to be at a remote first company with 150 people. That's what it's like to be on a team with four people that's fully remote. So I started getting all these insights and then I started traveling the world too and started living internationally. And I lived in about 15 different countries um, over the course of maybe four or five years. And people would always ask me the same questions. It's like, how did you find a job that lets you do this? How are you doing this? 
And when you start getting enough questions about the same things, like what companies are hiring remote, you know, all these things, it's just like, oh, there's a business here. Yeah. Like there is enough people that need help with this, that I can create a business that is, is mutually beneficial. I can add value. I can also get paid. And at the time I was, I was also a mentor. So this is where we, we, you and I need to get clear on what you, what mentorship means to you, because I feel like I was a mentor for many of my, 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 my younger friends for many years who maybe had gone to the same university, been in the same clubs or organizations, and I had already graduated and we had kept in touch and I do, you know, kind of like mentorship calls with them or something like that. But then I, I kind of transitioned to this coach role where I had to now tell people, oh, by the way, I'm a coach now. So this free mentorship that I've been giving you, it's not really going to happen anymore because <laughs> now I get paid for people to pick my brain. And there was, you know, some, some ways that I had to bring that up that were, yeah. that were, you know, interesting in themselves, but um, that's kind of how all this started was people asking the same questions, having a longstanding experience with remote work, being in different industries and seeing that there's this gap, this gap of education with remote work. No one knew how to stand out. So um, that's really where all of this came from. Sweet. I love that. It's like a journey where you really like specifically say like, you know, people have questions and I'm just trying to answer them. Okay. So do you and I need to get clear on what is the difference between coaching, mentorship and all of that, especially because in the nomad community, there's so many coaches. So for you, what, what is the difference between coaching and mentorship and why is coaching important? Mm. It's, it's tough to draw a line, I think, because people can use the semantics differently. I find that mentorship, the way that I've been using it in my vocabulary, is that it's typically free. And coaching is more of like I'm investing in a coach. And you did mention like everybody's coaching. There's so many different coaches. So how do you know, you know if someone's a good coach or not? Well, the reality is, is like at some, at some point, can't always know. But if there's enough social proof out there, if there's enough people like... I put front and center all my testimonials. I let my clients talk about me because if my clients are talking about me and they're saying good things, I'm not like forcing them there with a gun. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's, it's kind of like, all right, what do my clients have to say? Let them do the selling for me. But also like coaching is an interesting profession because you really don't need to be an expert. You just need to be a few steps ahead of who you're trying to help. That's the way that I distinguish the two uh, mentorship and coaching is that mentorship's more of like, kind of free volunteering. I'm mentoring you to help you. And it's not as big of a commitment on either side, mm -hmm. whereas coaching, it naturally evolves into a bigger commitment because there's a financial piece. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes you. sense. So how does the process work? So let's yeah. say, um, yeah, let's say I I'm looking for a job remote. I'm mm -hmm. good with uh, social media. I'm not good with social media guys. So, but <laughs> as an example, <laughs> Great example. And I, I, I knock on your door and I say, hey, Jordan, I need help. Like, how, how does it work? Can you walk us through the whole process? Sure. Let me back up for a second to because my coaching practice has evolved over time and okay. my business has evolved over time and the way that I serve people has evolved over time. So when I first started, I just wanted to like get experience working with people and see if I could get them results. So I charged a lot less money and I would work with them one to one over Zoom calls, we would go over their resume, we'd go over their LinkedIn, I'd help them with keyword research, I'd help them with, with um, 
finding remote companies that they should target, help them find jobs, you know, help them through that entire process, introduce them to people if I could, that that sort of things. Mm-hmm. And over time, like my business and the way that I am, am experimenting with the remote job coach and what this is, is I've created content. So that content ranges from videos that are online on YouTube, social media posts, all those types of things. Courses, I have an online course that is self-paced that you can purchase and you can just do on your own. Oh, right? that's great. Um, yeah, and that's become a foundation. I did that one. In two- I actually started that course in 2018, um, huh. creating it. And, and it's been updated many, many versions since then. Um, but then there's coaching programs where it's like, okay, now we're working one-on-one or we're working in a group. I had a group coaching programs too, where we'd have a group of people come to calls once a week and there'd be three to five of us and people would have turns going up and they would send me questions beforehand. So I would know what kind of questions people had. And then we'd review their resume in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. The benefit of doing it with a group is that people learn from each other yeah. who are, who are in a similar place than them. Right. So I'd have some people who, and it was an eight week program. So I'd have some people who were in week seven, some people in week two, and I could have the person in week seven coach the person in week two. And that way, if they're able to coach and able to talk about it, you know, that they've really internalized the lesson. So my job as a coach is more so as a facilitator of, of results. It's not a guarantee of results. It's not my responsibility to get somebody results. Mm-hmm. That's why when someone comes to me, they need to be super motivated for themselves. So there's so many levels that people can work with me. Uh, right now, I'm not doing the group coaching program and I'm taking on very, very few one-on-one clients because mm-hmm. I'm actually moving a little bit more away from coaching and writing my book. So I'm yeah. writing this book that's now going to have all this information in it too. So that's kind of where I'm shifting is like m- more free stuff and low ticket stuff for job seekers so they can easily consume my content and my information and get better at being a job seeker. I have a job board now for companies that they can post on and they can enlist my services to help recruit. And then I still do coaching. So if someone is really like, oh, I need that extra handholding, like, I've, I've seen your free content. I love your course, but I want you to literally sit in on the zoom with me. Hold my hand <laughs> because that's how some people work. I'm like yeah. that. Cool. All right. So, okay. So what I hear is different ways of how you help people, good connection with like people that are or like companies that are looking for new recruits. And then you have an audience that is looking for a job. So that's a very good mix. Um, So let's say there's people listening to this episode that are looking for jobs. And obviously they're all going to check out your free stuff, but still I want to get it on the episode. Like what, because we talked a little bit about like mindset. Um, What are perhaps like three things in terms of mindset that someone can change like right now, or let's can think about like right now and like, okay. This is like a a change for mindset. So the biggest issue with job seekers is that they play a reactive game. They go on job boards and I have a job board. I love job boards. I think they're great. But if the time that you spend is all on job boards, just scrolling through listings, trying to wait for that lightning bolt, that's the wrong way to do a job search. Okay. but But that's what people do. They just go on job boards and apply. It's not, not a very effective, proactive way to job search. The proactive way of job searching is actually evaluating your skill set and identifying what exact specific role you should you are able to do. And the main thing is try to find target companies 
that would allow you to live the ideal remote style, remote lifestyle that you're looking to live. Another big issue, if you're just scrolling through job boards, is you're going to see a ton of unqualified jobs because the companies that are listing them aren't ones that would allow you to live your lifestyle that you want to live. Let's just say that I'm an American and I want to go live in Mexico. My job search is going to be very different from an American who wants to live in rural Arkansas. Those are two very different job searches, but people are treating them as if they're the same. Mm-hmm. Right? So figure out what it is that you would do. Role specific. Figure out the ideal remote lifestyle that you want to live. Is this traveling outside of country? Where are you from? Like what types of companies would actually hire someone like you and would uh, uh, from day one allow you to live the lifestyle you want to live? But there you say something because on LinkedIn, um, what I notice is that, well, first of all, it all starts with yourself. And I really love that you say that because it's also something in our book that I speak a lot about like anything, like from a house to the guide or the girl that you want to date to then the job to anything that you do, like you have to really self-check in the whole freaking time. It doesn't sound sexy, but it's really true. Um, But also in the self-checking process, like one of the things that I noticed for research was that in LinkedIn, and this is super annoying, is that companies would put like remote, 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 and then somewhere very below while LinkedIn has hybrid option in, in their job thing you have to go back to an office two times or three times. And it's just like, like, it's so stupid. And when I was well back, when I was uh, looking for online uh, jobs, because I wanted to switch every time I saw it, I would just report companies because I was just like, this is so freaking annoying, but I saw, and I, I noticed that. So everyone that's looking for a job, like, Just because it says remote in the title, you really need to read that description well, because it's such a waste of time. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is this is an industry-wide problem because the issue is, is that remote is still new in in Mm -hmm. the sense that we're not talking about it the same. GitLab does a really good job of explaining remote work. GitLab is all remote. They call themselves all remote. So they don't have a centralized office. Everybody is fully remote. Mm-hmm. Awesome company. And actually their head of remote wrote my forward for my book. So a little plug for, for Darren Murph, who is the remote king himself. <laughs> so if you want to understand like why this is so difficult, one, the industry doesn't have standardized terms. And two, mm-hmm. the places where people are posting jobs also don't have standardized terms. So they're, they're like, a, like a platform like LinkedIn is learning what they should add as features yeah, in the job yeah, listings yeah. now that that remote is almost the default now. Like I'm more surprised when I see an on-site role now. It's 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 I mean maybe is my brain is so conditioned now but like I run into more jobs that are remote. But I'll give you another example today as I have a remote job board and I will have my team go out and find remote jobs and then they're from my network, people that either companies that I'm working with or people that are um hiring remotely that, that post about them in my, on my LinkedIn, or they send them to me directly, whatever it is. And I double check. I'm still in the process of like double checking the work, making sure because my assistant who sent me the jobs today, four of them that he sent actually weren't what they said they were. And we had to like go through and I was like, Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, because each one of these jobs is actually not what it seems. And it's to the level of detail where it's in like one or two little sentences at the bottom, like you said, where it's like, oh yeah. And by the way, we're going back to the office. 
mm-hmm. after the pandemic or whatever. It's like, okay, that's not remote. <laughs> like, like, like it, doesn't get any more, it, it doesn't get any more clear to me than that. So yeah, it's heartening and it's, it's troubling, but it's also the truth of a lot of job seekers is that 95% of remote jobs, according to flex jobs have a geographical restriction. So that is interesting. Okay. So let's say you go through a whole interview or you're, you're going into interview stage. What are the questions that you think people should ask? Like, how can people formulate questions to identify, should I even continue with this interview? Like, <laughs> Great question. And the answer is that you don't ask questions about that. Okay. You qualify the companies first. This goes back to proactivity. Mm-hmm. You're not searching for jobs based on jobs. You're searching for jobs based on the companies that you know, prior to even applying, prior to even talking to them, that they support remote work in the in the way that you need it. So how do you do that? Well, you can easily go online and search. If you know your industry, I would recommend you try to figure out what industry the company would be in. If it's tech, great. If it's you know environmental friendliness, great. And just do a simple Google search, top industry name, remote companies. See what comes up. You might find uh, what, what's uh, called roundup lists. There's a roundup list that has 10, 20, 30, 50 remote, fully remote companies that are in sustainability, whatever. Right? Yeah. And then now you took, go bookmark those companies. You go actually look at their website and look at where they talk about remote work if they do. And if they do, there's some like Zapier, for instance, talk about remote work on their homepage. It's like, we are a fully remote distributed company that works from anywhere, blah, 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 blah. You're going to want to find a company like that, fully distributed, all remote. That's why you focus on the company first, because then you never have to have that conversation in the interview. There's also places like remote, a remotive, we work remotely, flex jobs, mm-hmm. my job board. We do focus on more remote first companies. And so I would, I would, instead of focusing on job listings, on job boards, I would focus on finding the companies that hire from anywhere or at least hire remotely and then go to their actual boards and look through what they have available. I love that advice. Thanks for explaining that so well. We talked a little bit about your book, but in short, could you share what this is about and what will people find in your book? Yeah. So it's called Remote for Life how to find a flexible job and fast forward to freedom. What I wanted to create was basically a tangible version of all of these lessons that I've learned from working with my clients, all of the things that I have in my course, all of these just years and years of trial and error of like, here's a guide in a book that you can get for 15, 20 bucks. And it's going to, if you are motivated, you can order it and it will show you exactly what what to do. It's going to also have a a resource library, a bunch of PDFs. It's going to help you create the vision of your ideal remote life. It's going to talk to you about succeeding as a remote worker, the environment that you need to set up to be able to do that. And then three, it's like, where and how do I find legitimate remote jobs? Even if you already work remotely, what I want to try to evangelize is this notion of remote first, rather than work for a company that's remote, quote unquote, because there's a lot of companies that went remote during the pandemic who are not doing it great in a true remote first company that actually knows their shit and, and has great communication policies, uses asynchronous communication for a lot of things, trains and has SOPs, has procedures all around remote. 
like like a Doist, like a GitLab, like a Zapier. These are the companies that like they're the future, and and companies are starting now as remote yeah. like work from anywhere. That's how the, that's like the default now. So we're gonna see only more and more and more of this. So if you don't get it, the book is gonna help you get it. And um, I'm also doing the Kickstarter, which is gonna include a lot of other like rewards. So if you if you're an early backer of the Kickstarter, you get other things as well for uh, for for being part of that. Cool. We're gonna add any link that Jordan has. We're gonna add it all <laughs> to the show notes. Which, which I gotta write you. I do have a you you'd asked about finding the companies. I have a whole blog post on like finding the companies too. So people don't, you don't have to wait for my book to, to consume and learn and you can learn for free. I have, I have so much stuff out there for free. So that's another one that I need to make sure I send you. Yeah. Send me all the links. And I, and, and I would also love to like add some of your, your videos in like in our blog post, because I mean, Jordan, I think it's great what you're doing. Like I, like I know how hard it is to get a remote job or uh, to just like find companies that that understand your vision, that understand yeah. that uh, being a digital nomad isn't per se about drinking cocktails on the beach whenever you want, but it, it's like a whole mindset. That's not true. Um, also why we have this podcast to kind of, you know, get real on, on what's happening in this lifestyle um, and and finding a job is is a really big thing because not everyone wants to be a freelancer or an entrepreneur. Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of people out there who don't want to start their own business. Yeah, it, it's from hard. <laughs> yeah, you want some security. Having a remote job at a company that actually values remote work is going to help you learn how to systemize. It's going to help you learn certain things that you would use in your own business. So, like, I don't see the there's no losing, right? Like, like getting some stability, getting like to work for a cool company, getting to travel the world, like all these things are possible. But again, the big thing for a lot of people is they just, and a lot of it's subconscious. It's not conscious. They just don't believe that they can do it. Yeah. And so we have to rewrite some of those stories that they tell themselves. And sometimes it just takes them seeing a little bit of success. I've had clients who we will start, we'll change around their LinkedIn and we'll get them to a place where they feel really good about their LinkedIn. And typically this is when the change starts. Then we'll start networking with people on LinkedIn. We'll start sending out messages. We'll start commenting on posts, just very um, like low barrier to risk things. And they'll get a message back from someone at their target company. And it's like a conversation and it's like a back and forth. And they're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it works. And that's the thing that I want people to know is it's, it's actually not as hard as some people make it out to be. It will take time. It will take energy. It will take effort. And often it's going to take money, whether you pay for a coach or not, if you value your time at all. <laughs> so, so my thought is always like, what can you invest in? That's going to make that process easier and make it go faster. That's what coaching is really for. Um, but you know, if, if you don't have that money or if you don't feel like you have that money, then there's so many free resources out there too. So you, you can do it, but you have to actually believe that it's possible. Yeah, I actually do it. All right. I love it. Well, I think that was also beautiful to end this episode with, and I'm really excited for your journey. Perhaps we should just do another episode like soon. The book <laughs> is going to be out. Like When both of our books are out, maybe. My goal is to get it out to people in their hands before the holidays of 2022. So before Christmas happens, 
My goal is for someone to have it so they can give it to somebody as a gift if possible. Um, but there's a lot of risk in that too. You never know what can happen. So, yeah, well, I wish you all the best with that. We will stay in touch. I think it's going to be great. So for everyone, just uh, real quick, Jordan, where can people find you online? Yeah. The remote job mm-hmm. is a great place. Uh, is a great place to go. I have everything there and you can you kind of find all my, all my, uh, my links from that page. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to make sure everything is in the show notes. Guys, thank you so much for listening today to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. We have a lot more stories about, well, also about dating. So you can actually go to that episode with Jordan. (laughs) That one was really funny. And thank you. This was great. Yeah, always, Always a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait for round three.